wonderful people. I'm really excited about this episode today. Can I call them episodes? It's a podcast. They come in episodes. I'm excited because while I'm talking about parenting non-TCKs, I think this has so much relevance for so many of our interactions with non-TCKs. I mean, the first thing you might notice is that I'm using the term non-TCKs as opposed to um, some of the other terms that are often used in the literature and online. Um, One that I particularly react to is monocultural. I don't use that term. Um, I think there are many good reasons why people do use that term. My good reason for not using it is I think it does to non-TCKs what muggle does to non-wizards. And any Harry Potter fans out there will instantly understand what I'm talking about. Um, In the world of um, J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter, which, by the way, is an amazing TCK um, book series (laughs) um, of multiculturalism. Um, You have um, wizards develop this kind of slang term for people who don't have magic, and they call them muggles. And within that term, at best, is a kind of, oh, bless them, they just don't understand. Um, And at worst, a kind of scorn a kind of um, lesser being. And I think for me, I've seen the word monocultural often associated with a sense of, well, I have more cultures in my life. And so therefore, I have a better perspective on the world than you who only has one. Um, And I think this is problematic because a very often people don't just have one culture. Um, if we take culture um, at a broad spectrum, people have so many different cultural influences on their worlds, regardless of geographical mobility. But also just because um, it, it puts so much focus on what I think is a bit of a competitive collection of cultures. Um, so I use the word non-TCK, which is still a bit inadequate, um, but I find it more neutral. So I'm going to talk about parenting non-TCKs or settled people, we could call them. Um, And this excites me because A, it's my experience. I am a TCK parent of a non-TCK child. Um, And so this is something very close to my heart. But it's also excites me because I don't hear it spoken about enough. I think there is quite a lot of narrative out there about what it is to parent TCKs as a non-TCK. And I think there's a certain amount of material out there about being TCKs raising other TCKs. But I don't hear much about the challenge of being a TCK raising a non-TCK. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I hope it excites you too. You might not even be a parent, but hang in there because, like I say, I think there is a huge amount of relevance actually for how we just engage with the non-TCK world in general. So the first thing I should say is my position around raising non-TCK children is, is that it feels a little bit like raising a foreign species. Um, 
I am trying to raise a child whose life experience is wildly different from my own. I don't get her world, right? By and large, I don't get it. Um, now, many parents feel this way just because of generational differences in culture, right? I don't know about anybody listening, but I remember when the telephone arrived in my home and we were not allowed to touch it. I remember writing emails and sending them with my father to the office on a floppy disk. Now, part of this um, Luddite experience is because I was growing up in West in a West African country um, where access to tech at that time was a bit more limited. But partly it's a generational thing. My daughter sees a digital screen and immediately assumes it's a touch screen. Like she just knows how to interact um, with technology in a way that I had to really consciously learn. Um, so even if we were both TCKs or if we were both non-TCKs, there would still be a sense in which, what is this little person? I don't understand. But I think when I am a TCK and she is not a TCK, there is an extra element here of, I don't understand her world. I don't understand the continuity she lives with. I don't understand her perspective of settledness. I don't understand her peer group relationships. There's an awful lot of her experience that is just foreign to me. And it's really important that I recognise this. It's really important that I give myself permission, actually, to acknowledge that I'm stepping into really unknown territory. And it's not just because this is my first child. It's because I didn't have her childhood. My points of reference are lacking. And there's another thing that can happen um, when we're raising non-TCKs. And I think this is relevant to parents from all different backgrounds, actually. But I'm going to use a TCK filter here as I talk about it. It's that we can really, we can have this double-sided experience. On the one side, we can feel the need to compensate in our children's lives for needs that went unmet in our own. And to elaborate on that, I'm talking about, oh, I was never able to have pets growing up. I really want my kids to have that experience of having pets. Oh, I didn't have... Um, close experiences or relationships with my extended family because we were abroad. I really want that for my children. I want them to have a close, intimate relationship with their extended family. Um, it might be, um, I felt like my educational opportunities were limited and there weren't many um, extracurricular options growing up. I want my child to join all the clubs and to and to really reach for every opportunity that comes their way. We can feel the desire for our kids to have what we didn't. And for the TCKs that I work with, there is often an acute sense of lack um, in one or more elements of their childhood. I mean, that's to be expected, right? There's a reason we go to therapy. Um, and that's often around unmet needs, but also because of the intrinsic complications 
of um, geographically mobile, high mobility childhoods where relationships are truncated, where there are certain limits that we experience on belonging or involvement or lifestyle because of the way we grew up. There might also be an element here of carried over um, experiences where um, perhaps in the countries we were raised in, you didn't do public transport, you didn't do um, running on your own in, along the streets. Um, these were not, that wasn't a form of exercise you could do, that wasn't a form of independence that you could do, particularly perhaps as TCK women, um, depending on the countries that we spent our childhoods in. And so when we're watching our children try and navigate independence, when we're watching our children try and navigate um, physical sport, there can be these echoes, right, of our own experience where we can have a bit of an instinctual clutch of fear or um, anticipation or just confusion about how do we navigate um, security for our children in a different context. How do we navigate what is appropriate when we are now in a completely different context? And that can be complicated. That should be the theme word, I think, of so many of these podcasts, is it can be complicated. Where this, this other side can come in is where we might actually be reflecting, and of course these both sides can happen at the same time, right, um, because we're complicated people. Um, but this other side might be where we reflect on the amazing opportunities and the wonderful experiences that we treasure from our childhoods and we catch ourselves grieving that because our children are not TCKs, we feel they won't be able to access those experiences. They won't get to travel the way we did. They don't have that experience of aeroplane food and airports and intercultural experiences that we did. Perhaps we feel grief, and this is certainly my story, um, around the fact that I live in a very white area of my country, of England. Um, and I worry about the lack that that brings my daughter in regards to her experience of race and diversity, her experience of being the majority bothers me. I feel grief and worry actually that I can't pass on to her that experience of being a minority actually in the country you're living, um, although we share the same privilege, right? And I suppose alongside that, we can grieve as well that our children perhaps won't get to experience the sense of being the other and, and all the, the unique perspective that that brings, that the taken for grantedness of their shared culture with their peers can lack that nuance and that curiosity and that um, investigate, in, oh dear, I can't say things, investigator, oh, 
investigation, there we go, whatever that is, um, that, that impulse to be curious about the world around them and to understand that theirs isn't the only way of doing life. We can grieve this. We can grieve that they won't have what we did. And then there's this other aspect as well around raising non-TCKs where we can just feel bad at it. We can just feel incompetent. And again, this is not an unfamiliar feeling to a lot of parents where we spend a lot of our time thinking, I'm making this up as I go along. But that sense of incompetence can be really heightened when you are a TCK raising a non-TCK because you literally don't understand their world. I remember the first parents' evening that I attended for my daughter thinking, I don't know what I'm supposed to be expecting from her beginning at primary school. I was homeschooled. I have no frame of reference for this at all. I don't know what I'm supposed to be in this role of parents supporting my child's learning. I don't know what the teacher is expecting from me. I don't understand why I have to sit on the little plastic chairs, um, which are clearly child-sized. There's this kind of, I don't, I don't understand my place in this world that can be really overwhelming. And there are other elements we don't understand. We might not understand why their peer relationships feel the way they do to our children. When we grew up with very different peer dynamics, perhaps we grew up in smaller um, class sizes, perhaps we grew up um, with a different cultural attitude um, as the norm, perhaps we had less emphasis put on fashion or branding or the latest music and it can be hard to understand why the things that matter to our children matter so much and at the same time when we see that it does matter when we can see them um, struggling we can feel really incompetent to know how to navigate that. And that sense of our own limitation can be very painful when we consider that, we, when we feel like it limits our kids. If I don't understand your world, how on earth can I guide you through it? If I can't understand why this matters to you, I, I can't connect to you. It can be frustrating and it can be demoralising and it can be just downright scary. And this is the point where I'm wondering if any of you listening are feeling some parallels here to our experiences as TCKs relating to the non-TCK world in general. How many of us see our peers having had experiences, I mentioned pets, I mentioned educational opportunities, maybe a stable social life. How many of us witness the 
people around us having needs met that were unmet for us. And dare I say, we can feel jealous of this. We can feel on the outside looking in. The number of times I've attended non-TCK friends as an adult, right? The birthday party, a birthday get together. And there have been people there that they've known since primary school. That they have these long histories with. These traditions where they get together every year. And yeah, there's a sadness there for me. There's a, a reminder that that is an unmet need for me. Or when I hear people talk about relationships with their extended family. Or hobbies that they were able to pursue from a young age just from access to resources I didn't have. When we don't feel like we can compensate for that unmet need, we can distance ourselves from it. We can feel not enough. Or we can even feel angry that they had what we didn't. And another element of this is the other side of that experience, of course, which is recognizing that we had experiences they didn't. Our experiences of travel, our experiences of diversity, maybe multilingualism as well as multiculturalism. And perhaps we've had enough experiences of being othered for those, of being told we were boasting when we spoke about them as children, or just that blank glazed eye effect that's just led in our stomachs when we see that that sense of difference they won't understand our fear that our children won't understand the things that we really value having gained understanding in through our childhoods that we can't pass on to theirs because they have a different childhood is the same they won't understand that many of us feel with our peers. And that fear can keep us at a distance. And then that sense of incompetence, right? That sense of I don't understand their world that I'm talking about regarding our non-TCK children, how many of us feel that with our non-TCK peers? I'm out of my depth here. I don't know how to relate. I don't know how to connect. I don't know even what's expected of me in this conversation. And there we distance. So what do we do? I've painted a grim picture, haven't I? I should say I love raising my daughter. <laughs> Just in case any of you are getting worried. But it is an interesting experience to navigate a childhood unfamiliar to me and to try and do it well. So what do we do? What do we do with these challenges when I'm in that moment of feeling like I'm raising a foreign species? Regarding that, that wanting to compensate to give her those things I felt lacking in my life, 
I need to really dig into my story. I need to really understand where that unmet need is and what it's about. Because as much as maybe I wanted to join all the after school clubs, my child is different from me. Being able to allow them to have a different story from me is really important because they might have different needs from me. I might feel the pressure to provide them a really stable social life with a lot of continuity, but I might inadvertently find myself trying to keep friendships going on their behalf that maybe they want to shed because of my fear of loss of relationship, because of my fear of loss of continuity, because of my deciding what her needs are. Know your own story. I cannot overstate this. When we know our own story and we understand where we've come from, how we got to where we are now, then we can interact so much more clearly and transparently and with a lighter touch in the stories of the people around us. And this works for our non-TCK peers too, right? If I'm dealing with jealousy or resentment or just plain sadness that they had those things I didn't, focusing on my own sadness and dealing with that allows me to separate it from it being about them and their story. I can let us have different lives because I'm dealing with mine. And in the same way, we need a strategy for that grief we might be feeling about our children not having experiences that we did, that we want for them. And here we can get really creative. There can be things we can do to really intentionally open up conversations around difference, around diversity. We might not be able to provide the same environment, but we might be able to intentionally engage with narrative. There might be other ways in. But, and again, this is about story, right? Because this is the drum that I bang on. But we need to allow them to be the product of their story, just as I am the product of mine. What I mean by this is I need to allow my daughter to have a different experience of race and diversity than I did. It is still my job to try and inform her and create opportunities for her to reflect and think and learn. But she will have a different story. And I, I was going to say I mustn't, and I stopped myself. But I, I think I do feel strongly about this. And I mustn't, we mustn't, 
shame people for being who they are in the context of their experiences. We all have reasons why we're here now and it's our stories. And in terms of interacting with our non-TCK peers, with friends, with community members, that they won't understand belief that we carry can easily tip into a kind of resentment that they, that they don't understand the things we do. And yet that is holding them accountable somehow for not having the story we have. We all have different stories. Of course we come at life from different angles. That has to be okay. As soon as we enter a moral hierarchy of the best story, <laughs> the best way of being, we, we enter a really problematic place. We can't help our stories, but we can understand them. And that understanding helps us write the next chapters, definitely. But our children do need to be allowed to have different stories from us without those stories being second class. And then what do we do with our sense of incompetence? We get curious. In that parent-teacher conference, I need to give myself permission to say, you're going to have to break this down for me. I have no idea what, what curriculum you're working with here. I have no idea what you expect from me as a parent in terms of homework, in terms of supporting your work here at the school. Walk me through this. I wasn't in this system of education. If I can de-shame my incompetence, then I can just be curious and learn. I can open up that dialogue. And why would I feel shame about my incompetence, my lack of understanding? Because if I really dig into my story, there are reasons I don't know this. And they're not shameful reasons. They're just reasons. Why would a homeschooler understand the early years program in an English primary school? Why would I know this? There's no earthly reason why I should know this but I can learn it for the sake of my child. In the same way, when we're engaging with non-TCK peers, if we can de-shame our sense of otherness and, and lack of knowledge, and we can just raise our hands and go, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Walk me through this. If we can become learners, not because we're stupid and we don't know enough, but because we learn different things, if we can get curious about the knowledge in front of us that our non-TCK peers are presenting, then we can engage. We can just be curious without feeling shame. Thank you for listening. I know that not every episode of this podcast will land for everybody who listens, but I hope that there's been something today that has been useful to you. I'd like to be useful to you.
I'd love to hear any feedback. So thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day doing whatever it is you're doing. Remembering that whatever interactions you're having today, to be compassionate with yourself in them. Thank you. Until next time. Bye bye.